You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Good evening. This is Kevin. And this is Mike. We're here for another Rolling Toe show. Excitement-packed hour. Excitement, yes, yes. And I, again, it strikes me, they do say at the beginning of that, we're trucking experts. I don't know where they got that from. I don't know. Do you know anything about truck insurance? Nope. Uh, fuel economy? Nope. Uh, health in the cab of a truck? Nope. Nope. Or anything to do with the cab of the truck, quite honestly. Well, I know how to climb in there and turn the steering wheel. I can turn the steering wheel, too. Yeah, I can start some of them, too. Some of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anymore, they get weird. The gears give me a little problem. For some reason, they tend to grind. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. 18 speeds. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whatever. I've never delivered load. No. I have driven some, yes. But delivered a load, hauled a load professionally, done it, no. Have you wrecked one? No. No. Good for you. I've wrecked my car. <laughs> Never wrecked a truck. Yeah. No. Okay. So I, I guess we could be considered trucking experts, but I'm, I, I know something about tire work. I know something about handling. I know some suspensions. I know frames. That's our, that's our, that's where we're at. That's my wheelhouse. Because after, you know, after that, we just don't, who wants to hear us? After what did that, I do just, this weekend? What did this I do week? this weekend? I was down in Alabama, Alafreakin-Bama. There's a song about that. And uh, I was down there at McGriff Tire doing a little seminar for their sales meeting. Had a nice time, nice people. At some kind of a fine resort. Yeah, it was uh, It was on the Tennessee River Valley. There's a big lake out there, and there's a state park, and it was a nice resort and beautiful view. I have to tell you, though, the food sucked. Food sucked. Yeah, that was not impressive. Won't name the resort. Yeah, <laughs> because you know, the I'm not sucked. naming no. Mommy if said you, the, if it weren't for the food sucking, we'd tell you all about what the resort was. Yeah, if the food was great. It was a nice place to go. Just don't eat there. Just don't eat there. Yeah. So other than that, um, we're here to answer questions, take comments, criticisms. We don't take those very well, but we'll take them anyway. <laughs> Fortunately, and, not a lot of people bring criticism to us. We, we haven't have had a lot. Deal with a lot of that. No. <laughs> Uh, I've got some critical letters that I can read to you from Hunter and Beeline. <laughs> they didn't like us very much. We've got some comical letters. Boy, do we. Um, but if you have a question or a comment, push one on your phone dial. That will put you up on the queue so we know you have a question or comment. Mm-hmm. If you push it twice, you'll be erased from the universe, so you don't want to do that. And right now, um, unfortunately... Or fortunately, depending on your point of view, <laughs> we we have no questions or comments. No. Oh, there is one. Somebody decided to ask one. <laughs> they Otherwise, better ask something or this is all going to be I'm going to start singing. Right. Well, before we get to the question that is, in fact, there. What? Um, I should relate that I, uh, let's see, I got a call yesterday. Yeah. I believe it was yesterday. Yes, um, from someone trying to figure out how to use 
the ProTrack system that they had just bought from somebody. Mm. And they, they didn't buy it from us. Yeah, they didn't buy it from us. Okay. I didn't get that part when I first started talking to him, but he he had been a hunter trained guy. Yeah. And he had he was trying to run a mobile service. Okay. And trying to add alignment uh, to it so that he could get more work done. Right. And uh, yeah. Uh, now now I can't remember exactly where he was. And the point of this story was well, just to relate that there are more people actually using our equipment out there. And trying to transition from the hunter yeah. mentality to expensive, the mentality. yeah. Okay, well that's good. I like that. Yeah. We do have a question. This is from the six seven eight area code. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea where that is? Well, since you've got the numbers this time, I'm going to start guessing, and I'm going to go with six seven eight. I'm going to go with North Carolina. You're real close. Okay. Georgia. Georgia. Wow. That's, I think that's the closest you've guessed in a week, couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's give him a click. All right. And say hello, Georgia. Hello, Georgia. Good evening, guys. Enough. Evening. And how does it sound, by the way? I got a new microphone, so I'm not sure. Say that again. <laughs> See? How do we sound? Can you hear Kevin okay? Because we're trying to get mics that uh, give us the same volume. Right. Yeah, you got to sound good. Okay, okay good. Driving on the road with the truck going. All right, what's your, what's your question? Well, I got actually uh, two questions. Uh, okay, the first one is free. The second one costs twice as much. Right. <laughs> um, super single. Uh, how do you know... Which way to turn the rim for the zero offset? Ah, okay. Well, stamped on the edge of the flange of the rim on one side, it'll have all the ID numbers for the rim. It'll tell you what the maximum cold inflation is, and it will tell you if it's a two-inch offset rim or a zero offset rim. If it's a two-inch and you see that marking on it, that's the side they expect to be out in other words, it's two inches further out on that side. Right. Also, the other clue is that the valve stem will be on that side of the rim. So when you flip it around, you actually have to put a bent valve stem and have it come out the little handhole so you can air up the tire. Otherwise, the valve stem is right underneath the brake drum. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then the second question is, I have a uh, international 9400 uh I and the spring hanger uh, part that holds the the springs up and holds to the frame it came it's coming loose. I'd like to know what would cause that to come loose. Well, I, I suspect the bolts are coming loose would be the first thing. Now, are we talking about the front end of the truck or the rear end of the truck? The rear. On the rear, and just one of the spring hangers is coming loose. Uh, right. No tool. Okay, you're, you're saying you can see like where the where the pin uh, sits in the spring hanger, where you can see daylight around that bushing. Or are you talk about the spring hangers coming loose on the frame. On the frame, the part, the part oh, that that the, I guess you call that the the mount or something. I don't know what to call it. Yeah, where it's bolting to the frame, and there's all those hooks. four or five bolts up there, yeah. right? Right. Right. Are are they huck type bolts or are they 
bolts that you can loosen up oh, with yeah. wrenches? Uh, that part, I don't know. Well, on the I outside the of them, that. yeah, on the outside of them, there's either going to be a bolt head or a nut that you would run a gun on, or it's going to be a funny-shaped attachment that there's no way a gun a works round, on it. Yeah, a round-headed attachment. Yeah, that, that's called a huck bolt. Yeah. Now, if it's a huck bolt, you're going to have to cut them all off, and you're going to put regular bolts in there and just tighten the shit out of them. Okay? Okay. And if they're regular okay. bolts, that's if, probably happened once before. <laughs> if they're regular bolts, those can come loose. What year truck is this? 2006. So it's 10 years old. Okay, so bolts can come loose. And and the other thing that can happen is if moisture got down between that bracket and the frame, you can have rust jacking going on between the bracket and the frame, and that will cause things to loosen up too. So what you're going to have to do if they're loose is you're going to have to cut them off, take them off, grind that down, put some rust-oleum paint on there to keep the rust from coming back before you put it all back together or you'll have rust jacking again. Okay. Oh, so nothing specific would cause it just other than age and rust. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll do it. You know, there's no other specific problem. It's just age. Yep. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Appreciate Very good, it, buddy. Thank you. You have a good day. Right, drive safe. You. Right. Appreciate it. Yep. Okay. All right. That was uh, really nothing to do with alignment, but it's basic mechanical knowledge. And, and we it can is handle that. Pretty much in our wheelhouse. Yeah, I've I've fixed that kind of thing a few times. That's the kind of, yeah. If I mean, in other words, if that stuff isn't held tight, your alignment ain't going to hold either. Well, that's true. That's yeah. Got to put it together. Right. Okay. Um, uh, oh, look at that. Oh. We got a whole bunch of questions now. All right. Now we got some. Questions. How did that happen? I don't know. Maybe Somebody, they didn't like our answer. They don't want me to sing. <laughs> I hope not. Okay. <laughs> The second one we're going to have here is an 801 area code. 801. 801. Your choice. 801. Big guess. Uh, You're I wrong. feel like it's one I should know. Go ahead, guess. But, uh, I'm going to go with Kentucky. Utah. Utah. Is he in Utah? A different set of mountains. Um, probably. I think so. Okay. He's out there looking for a beehive. Hello, Utah. Are you there? Hello. How you doing? Okay, Mormonville's in the house. All right. <laughs> Good for you. Hey, I got a question. I, I have an opportunity to trade for some super wide singles. Uh, mm-hmm. They're two offset. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how do you know what what type you need for what? And I have a utility drive van trailer that's going to be going on. Okay. Do you have super wide wide singles on your tractor? So this is going to be an experiment for you. This is going to be yep. an experiment for exactly. you, huh? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Why are you doing it? Because uh, I hear you get better fuel mileage, and I figured I'd just start with the trailer, mm-hmm. have an opportunity to trade for the trailer, and i go for the truck next. Okay. All right. Um. What's your opinion on all that? <laughs> just, start with, just start with your opinion on where where we're going with this. Uh, 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 my 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 opinion <laughs> is, I, I wouldn't do it, but that's just me. <laughs> the the fuel economy savings okay. you're going to get out of a wide base tire with the current price of diesel is minimal. Okay. You're, 
Are you running aluminum rims or steel rims now? Uh, right now, they're steel on the trailer. Okay, so if you go from two steel rims to one aluminum wide base, you're going to save about 100 pounds per wheel position in weight. So you're going to save 400 pounds there. That will give you more capacity if you can adjust your load to within 400 pounds. Uh, I, don't, I don't need that because I, I have a lift gate and I do very light loads. Okay, all right. So the weight's not your big issue then. The the issue then is is will I save enough money to justify the effort and to cover the risk of running wide base tires? When the price of fuel was four dollars and more a gallon, yeah, you could save enough money to make it worth it in a heartbeat. At at two dollars a gallon, I'm I'm not sure. It takes longer and. Well, the, the, your other issue is there is a risk to having super singles. Yeah, that's the risk that I worry about. Um, they're subject to more failures, and when they fail, they're catastrophic. And then that's catastrophic for the truck, because, I mean, you, can, you just cannot ride with that uh, uh, empty spot on And it. the other thing I'm observing in the fleets that I'm going around and working with is since the price of fuel has gone down, more and more of the fleets are going back to duels because of the problems they had with wide base tires. Okay. I think you guys made up my mind. I think I'm not going to do it. I I wouldn't personally, but that's just me. <laughs> no, you know, the, the staged effort, especially, I mean, if you don't, if you don't, if you haven't already identified what your fuel savings are going to be while you're replacing your, your, uh, duels with super singles until they're all replaced you're not going to see the fuel savings anyway yeah you have to replace all eight of them all eight wheel positions to get the savings replacing four you won't see any savings okay so I, yeah. can i give a shout out to someone really fast absolutely okay. that should you be go right ahead. yeah I'd like to give a shout out to dan dan the truck driving man Woo! Dan, dan, all right truck <laughs> okay thanks good. have a good night guys you do the same buddy bye-bye that was an in, that was an interesting yep. question. Um, I haven't been asked that one lately, but um, current state of fuel costs and stuff like that uh, man. is affecting the super single market. Yeah, that's Especially the biggest the transition draw. market. If you're buying a truck and you spec it out and it's got it, you stick with it. Yeah, but, but if you transition, yeah, you got the cost of the transition, and then and then yeah, I just no can't get there. Myself. Okay. Okay. We got another question or comment what or a story or a shout out. It might be. Also. What if it's just a shout out? Uh, well, uh, we'll let him. <laughs> we'll make him ask a question. For and then we'll let him shout. <laughs> okay. 501 area code. 501. Well, if 801 was Utah, yep. then 501 is going to be Minnesota. Yeah. A little north, Arkansas. Arkansas. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see what Arkansas and Is he in Arkansas? Yes, he's in Arkansas. He's in Ar- no, he's not. He's in Texas. Oh, he's gone. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hello, Arkansas. Hey, what's up, guys? We're, we're up to about... I'm sorry. No, he, yeah, well, he was out of Arkansas, so yeah. there you go. All right. That's half yeah. right. What's up? Rock's right, but I'm in Missouri. Uh, I got okay. a two-inch offset super singles. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to switch them around to the zero offset because I'm getting a lot of inside tire wear. Yep. So you just 
you just bend the valve stem down to get it off of the drum, and then no, put an to, extension on it. You have to buy a right angle valve stem. If you bend that, you're going to break it. Okay, so they they make a right angle valve stem, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so you're going to have to take this into a tire shop. They're going to have to break the tires down, take them off, put the other valve stem on it, the tires back on, and then they'll mount them on over the other way, and then you have to polish the ribs. Okay. All right. And that'll help with my inside tire wear? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. I got, uh, I got an O2 Century, and right. uh, I started pulling so- flatbed. Well, you also you also have to address the bearings. Yeah, you got to make sure the bearings eliminate the yeah. inside edge work. Yeah, well, you know because if your bearings are yeah, loose, I'll... whether you got the two inch offset or not, it's going to wear. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you we switched to a flatbed. Last... Yes, and uh, the loads were considerably heavier than the thirty thousand I, I was see. hauling, and since then right. it started getting a lot of inside tire wear. I was yep. getting some cupping, and we did readjust the bearings. And then mm-hmm. now that we've cycled around to a new set of tires, I'm not getting any of the cupping, but I am getting mm-hmm. inside tire wear. Yeah, so you want to get them flipped around. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll okay. do it. All right. Thank you, guys. Awesome, buddy. You have a good day. Thank you for calling. Yep. You too. You, yes, sir. You, you made a mistake on that one, Kevin. You I, marked down Texas. I just wrote down Texas, didn't I? Texas, Texas Arkansas, Arkansas. But Texas, I don't care because Texas. when we hang up the phones, it's all gone anyway. Right. Well, I would, yeah, okay, so there's a guy, another guy with two-inch rims, okay? So, yes, these uh, two-inch offset super singles are the order of business for the day. <laughs> well, we didn't know we had a topic, to, but we do. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about two-inch offset rims then. All right. What else do you have to say? What, oh, what else do I have to say about yeah. it? They're typically aluminum. No, you can have steel. They're, you can. But, but they're, they're typically aluminum. Because of the weight savings. So what else do you know? What else do I know? They're... Uh, the best ones, I think, coming out right now are Yokohama. So you're talking about the tires themselves. Tires themselves. We were talking about rims. We're talking about the the rim. The drop set rims. The two. Well, you can flip them around. They're negative two. <laughs> a minus one. Yeah. When you flip them around. Yeah. I don't know anything else. I've run out of things. <laughs> okay, we got another one at a seven thirty two area code. Seven thirty two. Any guess? Pennsylvania. Joinsy, you're real close. I was. I was you're doing close. real close. Yeah. This is Chris Christie's buddy. Is he in Jersey? Yes, he is. I think he's out. He's trying to get out. He's been out for a while. It's a small state. Okay. Uh, Push the button. On. There's the button. There we go. Hello there. How's it Hello, going, guys? Jersey. It goes well. And yourself? Doing all right. Cool. So last Last Sunday when I talked to you, then you figured out I was from Jersey. You guys made the comment that you were going to come out and piss in our ocean. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> oh, no, I, that, I that comment was the people in Rhode Island and the people in New Jersey are swimming in the same pee. There you go. That's, that's what's happening. Uh, well, oh, I thought you were coming to piss in the ocean, but I I was waiting for you at the toll booth. I was going to pay the toll for you to get into Jersey. You're such a nice guy. <laughs> the problem we ran I into thought, is they, they had the toll road closed in Ohio. We couldn't get there. We couldn't. We just, yeah. Getting uh, well, over the I'm bridge in Ohio, I'm in Ohio right now, so I'll pay the toll for you here if you hurry up. Awesome. Are you in northern Ohio? Yeah, I'm on 80. You're running the toll road. 
Yeah, yeah. company's paying the tolls for me, so good, they like good to pay the tolls. I don't mind. That's all right. That's where they want it. That's where you run it. Cool. There you go. So what else is what all else right. is doing exciting in your world? All right, I got two things. Um, yeah. One is my steer tires. Um, they are showing a little wave or a little cup on the outer edge, both sides. Uh-huh. And I don't. Re- I know you're going to ask me what the air pressure is, and I don't remember if I got 120 in them or not. I realized okay. I should have known that before I called you. See, but, basic stuff. And what's the second question we always ask about a steer tire? Um, Feather, I don't know. Do you, feathered wear. Do you oh, feel any feathered wear? Yeah. No, I don't feel any. Uh, okay. okay. So you just got a little bit of outside wear on both front tires. No inside wear, right? Correct. And what kind of tires? Yeah. What they kind are of tires? Continental, six, Continental 16 ply. 16 ply, okay. I don't remember okay. the. Uh, yeah, I don't remember That's right. the. Um, the Just real quick, number. is it a, is it a shoulder or is it a highway tire? Say it again. Is that a, does it have a solid shoulder or is it a highway tire with a, with a decoupler it's, on the outside? It's the highway tire. Okay. And is the wear you see on the decoupler rib, that quarter-inch wide one, or is it on the main rib? Um, well, it, it's, you know, I don't recall now. It's it's taken up a space. It's, you notice it like when, if you're walking by the tire, you'll notice that it's starting a flat spot. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it covers so up, you know, probably uh, an inch and a half wide. And they seem okay. to run a, a few inches, maybe three inches. Okay. Okay. All right. And then is there a space of eight or ten inches and then another little cup? Um, I haven't seen the next cup yet. Uh, okay. It's, it's right. further than just a couple inches. All right. And what uh, what are you doing for balance on these tires? Uh, the last time I put, well, when I put these tires on, I put brand new uh, rings on there. The um, I don't remember which okay. brand they were, but they're Doesn't the, matter. the steel. Yeah, uh, dynamic yep. balancer. Yeah, Centromatics or yeah. Balance Masters, that's fine. Okay. And what year is the truck? 2001 Volvo. <laughs> okay. Does it have the unitized non-adjustable bearings on the front end, or are these adjustable bearings? Don't know the answer to that. Do you ever have to check the oil in the front bearing hubs? Yes. Okay, so they're they are the adjustable type the bearing then. Yeah. So have have you checked the bearings to see if they're loose? Do you jack it up and shake them, see if they go click, click, click? No, I haven't. Okay. That's the next thing I'd be checking. Right. Okay. And if it's just if it's just in one spot in the entire rotation of the tire then I think it's more likely that it's the race itself that's bad, not necessarily the bearing. Yeah, that's what, what I would do is I would jack up one side at a time. I grab the top of it with both hands and I try to shake it real hard like you're trying to pull the tire off the rim in and out. And if you don't hear any noise, then you spin it and get it going good and fast and then put your fingers on the air brake chamber right behind the tire. Mm-hmm. And if the bearing is bad, you'll feel a vibration in your fingers. Right. Oh, okay. 
Right. But if okay. but if it's just in you know, knowing you already have the the dynamic balance around there, it, the the a, a single spot, a single flat spot, shouldn't be caused by balance. I bet there's more than one spot though. Okay. If there's a, yeah, if I, there's believe, a number, I believe there might be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And if there's a number of spots, now you're talking about the bearing being bad. If it's that old spot. truck, yeah, you could have some bearings that are going out. Yeah. I'd be checking that. Okay. Okay. All right. But yep. Now my second question. Oh, this one's going to cost uh, double. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Please, well, I, I got Jersey a big guys, wallet I was today, taking so. advantage of you. Okay. All right. Good deal. Uh, somebody's got to take advantage of you. There you go. Uh, all right, so today I bought myself a 1999 International 9400i, like the gentleman spoke about earlier. Okay. So I want to know, is there anything that you guys ever come across on ever? those older trucks on a 9400 International, anything I should look for? Well, the 9400 will have that age, will have the old-style international suspension on the back end. I'm assuming you've got an air leaf suspension on the back end of it, right? Uh, yeah, it's airbags with the big ball okay. shocks. Okay, but it'll be the old-style airbag suspension, not the new international, which right. actually, in my I opinion, like that one it's a better suspension, yeah. yeah. Um, probably has a Dana axle on the front end. I haven't had problems with those. In the early 90s, we had problems that the kingpins were too small, and the bushings kept not getting knocked out. But at that year, they'd increased it. Good. From my point of view, I don't have a problem with the suspension or frame or anything on that truck. That Well, I, okay, here's what I would do. With, an, with a 99 International, I would, walk, I would stand behind it about 20 feet. And just look at the cab of the truck and see if it's leaning one way. Yeah. And then crouch down and look at the the, the far rear uh, cross, member. cross member and see if it's leaning the opposite way. And if that's happening, you've got a twisted frame. And it's not going to drive straight. Yeah, until you won't be able to align it right. But, but that's not necessarily on... An international. Well, That's well, on any truck that age. Any, yeah, any truck can do yeah, it. But sure. I've, I've found the internationals and the Freightliners of that age were more likely to have it than a Peterbilt or a Kenworth or a Volvo. Yeah, they do tend to. Yeah. But okay, uh, I I have no problems with that age of a truck. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to drive it. <laughs> Cross country, <laughs> local. <laughs> Cross country, <laughs> local. What? Okay, yeah. what engine's it? Well, well, actually, not that, uh, not that that's our forte. Well, half, 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 half the country. Usually. Don't so go to California. California <laughs> sucks. Right. So, it's, got, it's got an uh, N14. Okay. And five and a quarter. Yeah. Uh, with a 10 speed and 373 rears. Okay. And uh, it's a cheap truck. Uh, yep. I bought it. It's my insurance policy against the ELD if I need to. <laughs> and, and the price was right. And my Volvo that I'm driving is uh, coming up on a million seven. Mm-hmm. So I've, I'd like to keep my Volvo, but it's an 01. So I figured out ah, this truck, I paid $10,000 for it. Got a million two, a little less than a million two. 
Mm-hmm. And I figured it's uh, good enough shape to run it around the country for about five or ten years. I, I would say particularly if you're willing to do work yourself. Right. There's going to have to be some yep. work done. Yeah. 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 That's the the, and well, our, the mechanical inspection that we encourage everybody to do on their truck. Boy, yeah, you really want to do it on a truck that's 17, 18 years old. So. Right. Yep. You know, there's a lot to look at. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds well, like I, a good deal. Yeah, I, I try to do what I can myself, and I try to use different shops so they see different things. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just true. Like, just like you guys. You guys specialize in your suspension and alignment. So we don't, we don't know anything. You. We don't know anything. Well, I know you don't know. I know you don't know anything, but you do know something. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All righty. Well, sir, you have yourself Always a, a good day. You drive safe, huh? You, yeah. You too, guys. Thanks very much. Right. You bet. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Okay. We have done a half hour. Just one half hour. We have answered a few questions. A few questions. I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> you, yeah, you did uh, have a busy weekend. Yeah, can I can I take a nap now? And uh, as long as you don't snore, <laughs> you'll you'll answer the questions. I'll right? take care of the rest. You'll of the take care of the rest any of other questions. There aren't any other questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said no snoring. No snoring. Oh, okay. All right. How about singing? <laughs> no singing. You're hard case. What happened? I disengaged the headphones for a moment. Oh, your headphone was disengaged. You couldn't hear anything. <laughs> we got somebody else that came in with a question. They didn't want to hear they the story. They were smart. Okay, where's 812 area code? 812 is? 812. Nevada. Indiana. You're so far wrong. You think the guy's in Indiana or in Nevada. <laughs> and I think he's in Indiana, so let's find out where he is. All right. I'm not in there. Indiana. He's not, not in, in Indiana. Not in Indiana. Right. Okay. Nope. Where are you? Uh, Nebraska. He's uh, in Nebraska. Nebraska. Are you headed toward Indiana or away from it? Uh, away from it. Away from it. Okay. So I had a psychic connection between the Nevada. It sounded like Nevada. It was Nebraska. You had a psychotic? Psychotic convention. Okay. All right. <laughs> what can we do for you? A uh, couple of questions, and I understand I'm paying double for the second one. So uh, exactly right. I have actually we got a discount. I, uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm battling uh, tire wear, uh, front steer wear on this goofy thing. I've got a 2010 Kenworth T660. Uh, okay. It's an old Melton truck, and it's mm-hmm. the uh, it's the outside uh, the old river wear where you look at that outside uh, not the decoupler group the first one in. And okay. uh, it starts it starts worse on the left, but eventually it will show up on the right as well. It mm-hmm. starts out as that river wear, and then on the outside uh, uh, rib there, it'll actually dish out a spot. And mm-hmm. then at that spot, if you run it long enough, will will continue to grow in length. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, then it will move to the second. Uh, rib in and dish out mm-hmm. a real long spot before the tire's junk, you got to toss it. Um, okay. I've had it, it's been to Chad twice. Oh, good. Um, the, uh, uh, he said the Twi- left kingpin had just a real light 
uptick in it. And sure, uh, yeah, that, that at some point, at some point in time, it was probably going to need a little attention. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I've had three shops, including him, check the wheel bearings and the, the kingpins in it. And, uh, and everybody just kind of scratches their head and says, it looks fine to us. You know, we can't detect any play in it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. It, well, uh, I... it has had fire. It's had Firestone, Bridgestone, Continental, and it's currently working on its side of brand new Yokohama. Now, how many miles do you typically get on these, or have you been getting on on those tires? Oh, uh, if I get fifty or sixty thousand out of them, I'm good. Well, that's bad. Yeah, especially for something it's Chad's bad. like that. And this is only on the left front tire. It, like I said, it starts on the left, but it will eventually progress. It, it, you'll you'll actually it'll throw up on the right side as well. But it always uh, you always see it on the left side first. Hmm. Okay, has anybody measured your frame? Not that I know of. Okay. Um, I I would, with, with knowing what Chad looks at and knowing what other alignment shops look at. And and hearing this kind of tire wear, my gut is telling me we need to look at the frames. Um, do you know what yeah, a plumb bob is? I, I know it's been hit. Yeah, I'm a, uh-huh. I'm a 30 year Toyota. I'm a 30 year Toyota technician, so I understand you know a, a good a good bit of theory. Okay, so what uh, we would, done, what know, would... thousands of alignments in my life, so. Okay, what we would like to see done is get somebody, you need a plumb bob, you need mm-hmm. a roll of duct tape, you need an ink yep. pen, and you need a 25-foot tape measure. Okay. And the front end of the front leaf springs have a pin through it. We want to plumb yep. bob that down to the ground onto a piece of duct tape and make a mark. Okay. On both of them. And then at the back of the truck, pick two common frame bolts typically the ones that hold the suspension, and one on either okay. side of the truck, plumb bob those down to the ground, make a mark on duct tape. Now, okay. length measure both sides, and then cross measure between the fronts and backs, and see if everything Check matches. Check it for square? Yes. Check it for square? Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Okay. That makes perfect now, sense. Yep. The lengths should match within an eighth of an inch. The crosses should match within a quarter. Okay. If they do, links within an eighth, cross within a quarter. Okay. Right. right. If they do, then I'm I'm not back into the frame then. But that's the next thing I would want to check, knowing what everybody else has checked. And when yeah, you I say know it it's was been hit in the front. Mm-hmm. Where? How? I'm was sorry. Side swipe? Was it side swiped in the front or hit head on? <laughs> I I know it's had a. Uh, a uh, doghouse put on it, and I know the driver's door has been fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, just looking at the paint and bodywork on it, uh, the AC condenser is still bent from the uh, whatever the it got hit in the front, but the the condenser uh, its integrity is fine; it's not leaking anything. I've never right. had to charge the air, and I put three hundred and sixty thousand miles on it, so yeah. But if it's got a side suede frame to a diamond frame, mm-hmm. then that could justify what you're seeing. Now, are you going to see a side okay. suede with this measurement? Yes. If it's side suede, the cross measurements will be wrong. Cross measurements will yes, be wrong. Yes, they will. And, okay. and the length measurement on one side will be shorter than the other side. Yeah. 
I don't know why I didn't think of this because I used to work with a body shop all the time dealing with this. I feel like an idiot. Nah. <laughs> yeah, when you when you work on Toyotas, you know the body isn't even really. Well, it depends. Are you talking about a car or a or truck? A truck. Right. Okay. A truck has a yeah. frame underneath it. The body, it's a unibody. The whole body is the frame. Right. And, and, and much more difficult to piece together exactly whether or not it's a... Uh, no, there's ways to measure unibodies. Yeah, they got they got all kinds of ways to measure unibodies. They do. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got all, it, there's all kinds of ways to X-check yeah. them and link check them and do exactly what sure. you just said. Sure. But, At least uh, the frame, you have a big square that's supposed to be a big square. Yeah. Right. So if we're right. out of square, then then we'll start looking at it from that uh, correct that perspective. Second problem I have is with the uh, I've got a vibration in this truck uh, that that it I think it's coming from the rear. Feel it in my feet, in my butt. It's uh, yep. got super singles on it. It's a 10-speed direct drive, 264 rears. You know, it's got the wonderful Cadillac riding eight-bag rear suspension on it. That's um, not a Cadillac ride. <laughs> oh my God, this thing's terrible. Yeah, but do you know why anyway. it's? Do you, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you know why that's such a rough riding suspension? I, when I look at it, I would say there's just not enough um, uh, travel in them. The airbags are so stinking small that it's a wonder mm, no, uh, anything so gets to move back there. There's another problem. The, in order to hold the pinion angles on that airbag bad suspension, depending whether you get the AG100, the 200, or the 400, you either have an arm goes top from the top of the diff directly forward to the cross member or to the angle yep. to the angle side. Okay? And, and yeah, but they don't go to different cross members. They go to the same one. Right. Now, the problem with that forward going arm is when you hit a bump in the road and the, the bags try to come up, that arm smacks your frame. Every time yep. you hit a bump, the frame gets smacked. Interesting. Yep. Well, anyway, this is a—it's a really strange vibration. Um, It's—I uh, get two vibrations. First, uh, especially when I'm empty, coming up through fifty-fifty-five, this thing will shake you to death. That vibration okay. is almost gone when you put a load on it. Um, okay. But the one that bothers me the most is that at highway speeds, usually 63 to like, especially up around 70. Uh, and I don't don't really drive that fast very often, but it's like right now I must because I've, you know I got to get there kind of deal. But uh, it's a it's a real heavy shake, and it comes. It's cyclic in nature. It'll come, and then it goes, and it comes, and it goes. Temperature outside has a lot to do with it. The hotter it is, the worse it gets. Load has uh-huh. a lot to do with it. The heavier, the uh-huh. more weight I got on the rear, the worse uh-huh. it gets. All right, let me uh, let me let me get the cycle right here. So it shakes and stops, and shakes and stops, and shakes and stops. Yep. I'm about that typo. Yep. Okay, your rear yep. bearings are loose. Man, I'm telling you, everybody has looked at them. Everybody. <sighs> Have they adjusted them or just checked them? Uh, I know at least one of them has been adjusted because they had to put a wheel seal in it. Okay. That's uh, that's the back end of the problem there. If you've got a wheel seal that's bad, that means it's shot. The problem is the wheel bearing's loose. Right. Right. Now, how – 
when they took the bearings. This has got the, this has got the crush sleeve in it. Right. Take the fucking the crush sleeves out. Said, Take them out. I'm sorry. Take, Take them, them out. out. <laughs> yeah. If if you can't get them to adjust properly with the crush sleeve, you have to take the crush sleeves out. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, now. Okay. Let's talk about another way to, to check the adjustment. All right. Okay. Has anybody used a pry bar back there to check the adjustment? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Here's the way I check them. You yeah, get the truck position. on a concrete floor. You chop the steer axle tire so it doesn't move away. You take it out of gear and release the brakes. You jack up one wheel position at a time. Uh-huh. And I have a, a tire iron, an old standard tire that has a bent end. And at the bent end, there's a big lump of metal on it that they use to hook on the rim when they're prying tires off, right? Right. You stick that bent end underneath and you put an impact socket on the ground and you straddle the socket with that big lump of metal. Then you push down on the tire and it pops up on the tire. And with a tapered bearing. Okay. And with a tapered bearing, when you start wiggling, it goes click, 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 clunk, clunk, clunk. The bearings are loose. Easy right, way yeah. to identify. Now, most people will take that tire without putting the socket down for a fulcrum, and they'll shove it underneath there and try and pry on it. And when they're prying up, they're actually pushing inboard instead of up. And they miss the uh. bearing. Or they'll slide it into the holes of the of the wheel, and they'll try to pry up with that. Well, again, you're you're, you're using the wrong lever. Yeah, your your fulcrum is way too far in when you go through the handholes. Okay. All right. Now, the reason I'm saying it's the bearing, if the vibration is coming from the wheel end, mm-hmm. and it starts to shake, it takes the shock absorber into its cycle. The, the shock will pump itself full of fluid, lock it, stop the vibration. The shock will bleed the fluid off, and then it'll do it again. And so you get this two-second cyclical vibration because the shock is interfering with the vibration and then letting it go right, again. Uh, yeah, yeah, I understand right. that. What I what I don't get is like I've uh, I got thirty pounds of uh, rear suspension load, and uh, mm-hmm. it was almost non-evident. Uh, on this particular load until the mm-hmm. temperature came up. When the yes. temperature came up, the shake started in. Yes. As you heat up the bearing, as you heat up the bearings and the races, the outer race as it heats up moves away from the bearing just like a brake drum moves away from the shoes. Yep. The hotter it, it is, the more slop there is. Now, I'm sorry, you cut out there. What did you say? The, the, the hotter it is, the more slop there is. And the more slop there is, the more vibration you get. Ah, okay. okay. So that, that makes, makes sense to me. That, that aims me right at the bearing again, mm-hmm. okay? Now, if they're checking the bearings when the bearings are cold, they may not find it. And if they're checking them with the yep. sleeve in place, they may not find it. Well, if they're checking with the sleeve in, they may not be able to tighten it enough to get it out if the sleeve is just a little bit too long. All right. So, yeah. the, so the sleeves are coming out. So, so we're mm-hmm. taking the sleeves out. How do we adjust the bearings? All right. Now we're going to go to a torque setting. Uh, so okay. non-sleeve are, assembly are you, torque setting. Are you going to do this or are you going to have somebody else do it? Oh, no. I'm going to do this because this problem okay. has to go away. It's driving me nuts. Okay. Yeah. Now, if I was going to adjust the bearings, are you going to take the wheels off 
and then the drums off and then pull the hub, or are you going to do the whole thing as a unit? Uh, probably take the wheels and then the drums. Okay, fine. So now when you adjust it, you're just going to have the hub there, right? Right. Okay, so you put the hub back on, you put the outer bearing in, you put the adjustment nut on, you spin the hub, you torque it into 200 foot-pounds while you're rotating it to seat the assembly. You back right. it off one turn. You spin the hub and adjust the hub on there. Remember, as you push the tapered bearings in, you're actually lifting the hub and centering it on the bearings, right? Yep. So you tighten it to 25 foot-pounds on the second movement and do not back it off. Then put your washer, your jam nut on, lock it up, and you're done. The mistake most people wow. make when they take the sleeve out is they tighten it to 50 and then back it off a quarter turn and leave the damn thing loose. Right. Yeah. If you want to, at mm-hmm. the end of all of this, ver- to verify that everything has gone together properly, uh, once you've got all your oil in it, once you've got all your weight on it, you should be able to spin the entire assembly about a turn and a half freely before the, uh, really? the oil bath drags it. That's time. before you put the drive axle shaft in. Before you put the drive axle in. Yes. Yes. Because it's got to be right. free. Right. Mm. Wow. I would have never dreamt about taking the the uh, crush sleeve out of it because, I mean, the, the from Kenworth, I think the spec is like 300 foot-pounds on that nut with the crush sleeve in there. Right. Yes. But I want to change uh, your phrase a little bit, if I can. That's not a crush sleeve. It's a spacer. Right. Okay. A crush yeah, leaves a, yeah. a one-time use. It actually crushes and sets itself. These are physical that's spaces. A, yeah, that's preload. Right. right. Okay. They're, they're just right. Perfect. Even more sense. Yeah, but if the bearings that are in there and the races that are in there don't match that spacer perfectly and the spacer's too long, you can put 300 foot-pounds on it and you still don't have the bearing adjusted. Right. And since that you know you don't, yeah, you, you know you're missing some uh, previous now, data on this. Let me let me give you some other things that I would be looking for if, in fact, this is from the bearings. Okay. You might be seeing some cupping on the inside edge of your inside dual tire. Uh, it's got stupid Zipper. singles on it. Okay, so the inside edge of the stupid single. You might be seeing some cupping on that. Secondly. You might see some intermittent ABS brake lights on your dashboard. That I don't get. Third, when you pull the drum off and look at the brake shoes, if the top brake shoe is worn on the inside edge and the top brake, bottom brake shoe is worn on the outside edge, that indicates the bearing's loose. Yeah, I just had shoes put on it, so I can't. I don't really have much history on them. They don't have but about four or 5,000 miles on them. But the ones that came off, did they wear square or they weren't crooked? I didn't get a good chance to look at them. All I could see was I the see. outside. I had it over at Dunner at T&E, uh, yeah. Yeah. and I just didn't pay a great deal of attention. I'm not even going to lie to you. I did. Okay, all right. When it, comes, when it comes to tires and brakes, I don't take chances. When they get even you know remotely close, they come off and sure. stuff goes on. It just Sure. But, but those are the other symptoms in addition to this cyclical vibration, okay? Now, mm-hmm. the cyclic- 5055 vibration, too. But then does that come really? up just in your seat? Yeah, it, it could all be back into the same thing. It could be. I guess, yeah, first yeah, eliminate it does, those it, and then get it, back to us on that. Yeah, it does not shake the steering wheel. It just shakes the entire truck. 
Yeah. And every, I mean, you've without got, a load. Yeah. Yeah. Without oh, a load, yeah, without it's, a load it's even worse. All right. Now, has oh, anybody has anybody checked your driveline angles in the rear end of the truck to make sure that's not causing the 50 mile an hour vibration? Right. Because that's yeah. no. Okay. No, the inc- the inclination angle of the drive shaft that you're talking about. Right. Do you have a do you have a digital level? Yes, you do. I'm sorry. If you've got if you, a digital level. Yeah, your phone's a digital level. Yes. Okay. If yep. you put the digital level on top of the frame of the truck and you zero it on top of the frame of the truck and then okay. you set it down on the square diff housing, okay, the yep. front diff should have about a three-degree pitch to it and the rear diff should have about a 10-degree more, in other words, 13 degrees. Three on the front, 13 on the rear. Yes. Okay. Now, if you've got those angles, you're probably pretty good. If the front's at 2 and the rear's at 12, you're probably okay. Okay? But typically, 3 and 13 are the numbers they're looking for on a standard diff housing. Okay. How do you change that angle? Those arms that are going from the top of the diff forward to the frame, you shim those arms. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Now, another quick way to tell is to measure the height of the airbags on this eight-bag suspension. The height, height on the front, the yeah, so the measure from the okay. bottom of the airbag bracket to the frame in front of the okay. diff housing and measure from the bottom of the airbag to the frame behind the housing, and they should be about the same height. Right. If they're not, then I suspect the diff housings are at the wrong pitch angle, and that's when you start measuring. Sure enough, look at it, it's wrong. Ah, uh, that makes perfect sense. Gotcha. Now, do you guys have this information printed anywhere? No, not that, no. <laughs> no? The, okay. the, frame, the frame measurements, yes, we've got that in a book, uh, a book I've written on alignments and tire wear. Uh, the 55-degree, uh, or the... Uh, the 10 and 3. The cycling vibration, the 10, I think that's in the book. That's in the book, uh, yeah. Some of this stuff is in the book, but, but, but the frame angle stuff, that. no, that's actually out of our field, but it's stuff that I've done many times in the past. Right, just because gotcha. vibrations, everybody assumes is alignment. Yeah. So if you go to our yeah. website, mdaligned.com, you can find these books online if you want to buy them. Yeah, yeah. Good deal. Good deal. No, a huge shout-out to Chad. I mean, uh, as mm-hmm. long as there's not a crosswind blowing, man, mm-hmm. I can get up, walk in the back, make a sandwich, and come back, and this thing's still going straight down the road. I mean, it drives yeah. better than some cars I've owned. Yep, but you still got a tire wear problem and a vibration problem that has nothing oh, to yeah. do with alignment. And we and maybe we can help you. Now, what year did you say this was? 06? 2010. 10. 10. 2010. Yeah. Okay, now one other, has he checked for a 55-degree wheel cut, do you know? I don't know if he has. And to be honest with you, I've never really counted the rotation of the steering wheel. Try it. Try it, yeah. I would give that a shot. I don't think it's going to be because you say your dominant problem is in the left front, not in the right front. But I would still Right, just... and I'm, pull, I'm pulling a flatbed, so I, I back up very, you know, I, I don't bump docks a lot. Other than trying to park mm-hmm. the truck stop, this thing it doesn't go backwards Oof. very much at all. 
Okay, cool. But I'd still count the turns just for the hell just of it. to see. Okay. <clears throat> okay. All right. Okay. Good deal. Guys, I appreciate it. A great deal. Always glad to help, buddy. You have a good day. You too. Yep. Thank you for calling. Bye-bye. All right. Okay. All right. Well, that was a good call. We have seven minutes left, and we have another question. We do have another question. 208 area code. Where you got it? Um, I'm going to say... Well, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I said, I was wrong. <laughs> you weren't even listening. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> it was Louisiana. Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> I knew you were going to be wrong. Swamps, mountains, whatever. All right, let's try Idaho here. Right. 208. Oh, where'd he go? Oh, he's gone. He disappeared? Never mind. We can't do him then. Oh, he must have answered his question. Well, I guess. Or he got bored. Mm-hmm. Or he has switched towers and lost us. Oh, that's a possibility. That's a possibility. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, um, we only have a few minutes left. I think what we're going to do is just call this one early, and I'm going to go home and get that nap that I was looking for. Right. Been a busy weekend. Has been. I've been working hard, and we're working hard this week. But we'll try and do this again next Sunday night. So you all have yourself a good day, and we'll talk to you in a week. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road. 